If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Podcast Unlocked, episode 18, IGN's one and only Xbox-related show. My name is Ryan Clements. I'm an editor at IGN, and I'm joined by, let's go around the room, Stephanie Lee. Hello. And I'm joined by brand new editor-in-chief of IGN.com, Casey Lynch. Hello, sir. Hello, Welcome Brian. to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. And we have longtime returning fan favorite, Arthur Geese. Hello, sir. First of all, I have like three fans. You <laughs> have, that's more, that's well, more than four. some. Well, yeah, four. I'm a big fan. I'm feeling a little outbearded right now oh i think we all are casey i gotta say thank you very much for joining us on the show sure. and you do have a glorious beard the good uh, news is now people will stop directing the scott ian of anthrax jokes like to braid my beard in my direction and now they'll aim it at you because you <laughs> actually could braid your beard i technically could though i haven't well and people love the beard it's amazing yeah. i don't think about it that much because it's been here so long so. maybe uh maybe maybe i could work with you on braiding it or doing a little dyeing in there maybe put like some red and orange stripes yeah, you oh, too could look like a Giants that. fan. <laughs> you know, my beard is really into sensual massage, so we, we should talk about it later. Yeah, so so Casey, you just uh, filled your position as editor-in-chief at IGN.com very recently. I filled it up. You filled it up, and uh, you are replacing Hillary Goldstein, who left uh, a little while ago. Yep. So, uh, to, I mean, tell us, about, uh, yeah, tell us about uh, where, you're, where you're coming from and what you're bringing to the table, besides uh, the beard. The beard uh, is awesome. Uh, no, it, it's good to be here. Uh, Hillary's actually a good friend of mine. Um, definitely stoked to uh, take over where he left off. Um, where I'm coming from? Uh, well, I've, uh, I'm an old guy. I've been working in the industry for... You're not an old guy. Uh, Come I, on. Come on. I mean, uh, I've been covering games and music since the 90s, so that's sort of old. Like oh, pre, that is pretty old. I was, I was 10. I was 10 in the so, 90s. Oh, yeah. Shut up. Shut up. So, but, uh, I mean, I've written for, you know, if you like games, which I think most of us do, I've written for most of the magazines and websites that we all read and love uh, and worked for them. Official Xbox Magazine, PlayStation, GamePro, Hardcore Gamer, blah, 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 all that. Um, awesome. Actually, I had a really fortunate experience to work in PR for like four years. Um, really good friends with the guys at Harmonix. Uh, so I was invited to work on the Rock Band franchise. So I You were there when I signed the most ridiculous NDA I've ever signed, actually. The one that... The uh, million dollar The million NDA. dollar one, yes. <laughs> which which the, somebody broke. Which was did they really? Did, yes. they, did they get charged? It made dollars. my life interesting. What what was the million dollar NDA? This is for Rock Band Three. This was to not tell anyone that there were keywords in it. Oh, okay. And, and it was like they would a, charge you a million dollars, up to and including a million dollar fee. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It was during uh, the pre E three pre E three judges event. Uh, two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Yeah. And uh, we rented out a huge studio in Hollywood, and everybody walked in, and uh, the harmonics team was playing Huey Lewis in the news. Yes. And, yes, they were. And uh, you know, everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, there's keyboards! Wow, I, I'm not going to say anything, so I don't lose a million dollars." So, but yeah, I got to I got to work with John Drake and uh, you know all the guys at Harmonics who I know and love. 
Um, so that was a great um, chance to see a completely different side of the industry, having been on the writing and editing side for such a long time, sort of to see the inner workings of publishers and developers and how all that kind of stuff works. For sure, man. Guitar Hero character named after you. Yes. I do have a guitar. I hero. wanted to bring that up at least <laughs> once on this show. Yes. That I did K- not know Casey that. Lynch from Guitar Hero is actually named after you. Yeah. Back before that game was awful. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Actually, that character ruined the game pretty much. Oh no! no. I'm, I'm kidding. I joke. So, yes. but yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Um, I, Gene uh, Simmons ruined that game. The what? Gene Simmons ruined that game. Oh well, yeah. A, lo- a lot of things contributed to Guitar Hero not being what it was when it first launched. So, yeah. um, but I love Guitar Hero, um, and I love Rock Band. But yes. Casey Lynch, the girl, is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was transgendered for a video game, but what she does have an awesome beard. She Wait. she needs a beard. <laughs> She's now that? a snake lady. Is she? Did they turned her into well, a snake she lady? Did, yeah, Warriors of Rock saw yeah. her become like, uh, you know, like one of those snake temptresses from Conan the Barbarian. Ah, interesting. No, not okay. really. Oh, it you really were Warriors of Rock at all? It, was... it would have been. Yeah, it would have been cool if that's actually what it was. But yeah, Warriors of Rock um, definitely went in a different direction. That was the one where you're all transforming into like your where spirit you find your power or animal, something. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So got it. And apparently, I'm a blonde woman who turns into a snake. <laughs> yeah. Hot. In my dreams, you are pythons. <laughs> Ryan, you're so <laughs> goodness. Sorry. Sorry. It's uh, it's all this energy, this sexual energy that's flowing through the podcast room right now. Sexual chocolate up it. in here. Uh, well, today we actually have a couple really cool topics because there are two games that I am actually extremely excited to not only play but finish, and one is Catherine. Uh, the crazy Japanese puzzle slash dating sim game. You could have just stopped at Japanese and we would have understood. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And the other one is Bastion, which is a top-down kind of witty uh, action role-playing game, if I'm to understand it correctly, because that one I haven't played yet. Luckily, our own Arthur Geese has played it. So, uh, Arthur, would you like to start us off and lead us on a discussion about Bastion, which comes out today, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, it kicks off the summer of arcade. Nice. And Bastion is super tits. Super tits. Wow, that. So that's, that's, I mean, that's a, a high compliment, high praise. Bastion is really good. Um, it is an overhead action RPG. Uh, the premise is that you're a kid who wakes up with someone narrating everything you do. Like, literally everything you do. <laughs> that's so cool. I wish, uh, I wish someone would do that You start in a room, and as you walk out of it, you walk onto a platform that has nothing in front of it, and then the world builds in front of you. Um, and then, as an example of how in-depth the narrator gets, like there's these rock piles that you can destroy that are for no reason in particular, and the narrator makes a comment about how you're just going to hang out for a while and break up rock piles and stuff like that. I cannot wait to play this game. Uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's really fun. Um, the The combat is pretty in-depth for a top-down action RPG kind of thing. Um, you get lots of different weapons, lots of upgrades for those weapons. You build up your bastion, which is a sort of sanctuary. Uh, and as you progress through the game, you unlock more levels that you can go to when you want to from the Bastion. Awesome. Um, and, so the Bastion serves as like a sort of hub world? Yes, the, the Bastion is your okay. hub world. Got it. Very probably cool. should have fixed the mic before we started. No, no, it's it's totally fine. This is a uh, oh damn it! I was about to say this is a conversational podcast, but that's what podcast beyond is. Podcast unlocked is not conversational. That's at right. All. We don't no. speak. <laughs> we, we don't speak at all. This is all just simulated talking. We talk at you. <laughs> They're vocaloids. Um, so Arthur, how much is uh, Bastion going to be on uh, Xbox Live? I don't know. I didn't pay oh, for Bastion. It's going to be somewhere yeah. between zero and it's, twenty thousand. It's actually twelve hundred. <laughs> it's yeah, fifteen dollars is like the standard price point for some of our okay. stuff. We're going to guess either fifteen dollars or twenty thousand Microsoft <laughs> points. It's some. I mean, it, Let, chances are it's somewhere in there. It's not, yeah. I mean, it there has, has be. been stuff on the marketplace that's been priced that way because they didn't want anybody to buy it. Yeah, what was the one that was like? I think it Reach was, last year yeah, was, or Crackdown was yeah, priced. But didn't at somebody that? actually buy it? No, somebody hacked the codes oh. and uh, downloaded it and <gasps> used that to Those pirate reach hackers. and ruin reviewers' Hack lives source. for that game. Uh, so they, were, right. they were supposed to send out download codes for Halo Reach, and they didn't because of that, so they pulled it off the marketplace and sent out discs the very last minute. No. But, uh, but yeah, Bastion is really, really good. Um, it's cool. super colorful, super well animated. Um, the enemies are interesting. Would you, would you recommend it to someone that's not a huge uh, RPG kind of person? I mean, if you like action games, sure. Okay. Cool. And I'm really curious to see what they do with the world. Like, every level has been different enough to make me curious to see what they'll do next. Okay. Can you give me, like, a rough estimate for how long we're looking at for this oh, kind of game? I have no idea. Okay. Greg, Greg Miller played through it and seemed to take an awful long time. So it's not Limbo, and I don't say that as a pejorative because I loved Limbo. Right. I, did, I thought Limbo was the actually a little too long. Um, okay. 
I would. I actually would agree with that. I think. What about Drive? No, I, I, I very much enjoyed enjoyed it. Which is out on another console today that we don't talk about. Oh, that's right. It's a console that the, doesn't exist. The console that should not be named is finally getting limbo. That it, they're not they're be. right on right on time. Mm. Right on time. <laughs> uh, so, and neither of you guys have played Bastion yet? No, I'm going to download it today. Okay, awesome. I downloaded it yesterday. I didn't get to play it, though. Because you're a bad podcast. I'm really stoked right. to play it. Whatever, bro. I was too busy playing Catherine, which you haven't played yet. You're a bad podcast hey, one host. of us is moving, jerk. Yeah, one of us has, uh, like... That's such a co- convenient excuse for everything. Like, why don't you get food? Because I was moving. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> when have you been playing Catherine? All I see is you play Mortal Kombat. Um, well, I was playing Catherine at home yesterday. Yeah, I think you're lying. No, I, I can I'm tell gonna you. get online and check your gamer score. You, well, I was playing oh, you it, can't. On, yeah, playing it on a PS3. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Wait, what? Uh, that's the lead, wait, 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 wait. Uh, because that's a lead platform for that game. I'm not going to play it on the 360 if it's all grainy and wait, gross looking. Isn't this the But Catherine's podcast? great on the Xbox 360. <laughs> The the yeah. only real difference on Catherine seems to be the full motion video. Yeah, it's just it's just like slightly compressed, and only like if you were looking at it side by side with a serious eye for detail, but you can notice the difference. It has a thousand percent more achievements. Uh, okay, a thousand percent isn't that impossible? Can't you only go up to one hundred percent? No, because it has zero achievements on PS3. So actually, I mean, it's an undefinable number more right. percentage it's, of it's achievements. It's inquantifiable. Jerk. Casey, okay, so, so uh, I'm sorry. I didn't, do you have not played Bastion yet? Are you I have ex- not played Bastion. Are you excited I saw, for it? Or? Uh, I am. Uh, yeah. I, okay. I, when I saw it initially, it looked really cool. And uh, Greg was reviewing it, and I sit right next to Greg. So um, apparently there's multiple endings as well. So Ooh, are there really? Yeah. I, I guess so, because that's at least what I overheard him saying. Oh, right, because sure, he, so. he played it twice. Well, are there going to be choices that you're going to make in the game? I think there's something? a choice at the end is the way his review um, made it sound. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. So um, I overheard that part, and then I had to sort of pull my eyes away because I didn't want the ending ruined before I even started the game. Right. I have played Catherine, though. Okay. Yeah. I Ka- would, let's, let's hear it, man. Let's move on to the Catherine discussion. Yeah, Catherine was interesting. I didn't quite know what to expect. I hadn't uh, seen much about it except for the photo of you know the buxom girl with a dude stuck between her boobs, yes. which right. I thought, you know, I'm in. I- and then, that's the PS3 cover, and then the, the Xbox 360 cover is someone crawling down the crack of her ass right. up her back. Well, it's oh, still, see, it's that, still him. I mean, it's, that's even better. It's him, and he's sort of like emerging out of her pants. And so. for people like me, it's a brunette, which is better oh, than the blonde. Okay. So the See, PS3 ah, version has the blonde you. Catherine? Yes. On the cover? Oh, okay. Not that she's not cute. Not that I haven't dated blondes. but I'm right. Now, wait a second. There needs to be a distinction made because in the game, there's two Catherines. Right. Yes. One with the C and one with the K. Correct. Now, which one is which? Catherine is the brunette, I think. With the K. With the K. That's and not she, helpful. And she has glasses. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, it didn't even occur to me how stupid that sounded. <laughs> so Catherine with a K with glasses. KK Catherine is... Yes. Uh, and she brunette. is currently she, dating the main character. She's yes. engaged, right? Or engaged. No, no, no. She's they were pushing it to be engaged. They're dating. That, okay. That's sort of the, the crux of the whole game. Yes, exactly. And and really, the if you haven't heard about uh, Catherine much already, it is basically a game about this one guy is finds himself in a situation I think a lot of young men find themselves in where they're not sure if they want to commit to a, a, a long-term, if not permanent, relationship. And he's sort of hovering between these uh, these two mindsets. Of, and then he bones another girl. Yeah, that that happens right totally at the beginning accidentally. of the game. Yeah, okay. it seems like it was an accident. That's not a spoiler so much as the premise. Yes. I mean, and that, that... N- now he's thrown into this kind of moral chaos as to what he's supposed to do uh, in his precarious situation. Right, and the other girl happens to be another Catherine with yes. a C. Right, so. and that's neither the, blonde, of which, for the, the record, blonde with the curly hair. Correct, and neither of which are Catherine Zeta-Jones. Correct. All, very important to see. It is. I mean, <laughs> That'll be the sequel. We, just, we, we need to be clear because we, we, we really try and avoid confusion yes. here. So what I love about Catherine so far, and you guys can, can give me your feedback as well, is that it, uh, I think it combines two very different styles of gameplay together. You have this very Japanese uh, sort of dating sim, life sim uh, bar crawl. <laughs> and then in uh, Vincent, the main character's nightmares, you have a very difficult block-oriented block puzzle game where you're trying to climb a tower of blocks and rearrange the blocks as you it's go like, to get up. It's kind of like Hubert with goats and boobs. And reverse. You're going up instead of down, right? There you go. Right. Um, and I, I don't know. So from... <laughs> I tried to just mar- let that marinate for a minute. You just blew my mind. <laughs> you know. 
That's what I do here on Podcast Unlock. Uh, I, I was really, I played it for a couple hours last night. I was, and I had played it previously, but it was on the, um, it was on like a debug version. So I hadn't actually been able to finish that version. Um, I'm really loving it so far. I would encourage pretty much anyone that's down for something a little different, a little kooky to give it a shot. Uh, and it's from the Persona guys. It's right? from the it's from the Persona team. I, I mean, that's unofficially what they're called because they're just. I think they're just part of like an internal Atlas studio or development team. I mean, right? if we're throwing around air quotes, can we put the good ones in Atlas? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, they are very talented folk, and uh, I'm, come on, Atlas. You know, sometimes sometimes they. they put yeah, them. usually it has Persona on the name. True, or uh, Demon Souls. Yeah. There you go. But that that, that wasn't them though. That was from from I, software, I know, but still. Yeah, so. that was. Well, from you said Atlas. From. <laughs> that was from from. <laughs> That's right. Did that was published Demon Souls? Yes, the first one. Now Namco Bandai is doing Dark Souls. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I actually was having more fun. The block the block puzzle gameplay is all well and good. But it's I, freaking hard. It's it is freaking hard. <laughs> well said, madam. <laughs> Because honestly, I mean, I kind of suck at puzzle games, to be totally honest. And I was I was having some challenge, but there's a lot of there's a lot of nuances in the game that make it more forgiving. First of all, than the Japanese version, which was apparently borderline masochistic. That's and, weird. Uh, they had to tone it down. Yeah. I thought usually I always read that American games were supposed to be harder than Japanese. games. Really? Yeah. Have you seen the really? bullet hell games that they put right, out? Right, but that, that's a specific niche, and those release over here not that often. But, like, right. normal games that release across the Pacific, uh, usually. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that goes all the way back to even, like, Super Mario. I mean, there's there's games that have a release in Japan that seem to be just excruciatingly difficult. That it just never comes out over here. Well, they just... I Well, they, they either don't come out, but for some reason there's some difficulty lost in translation. Either that or they just think that we're dumber, which is huh. entirely possible because I think I even said that wrong. Shouldn't we be more dumb? Uh, I, 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 no, it's fine. <laughs> I would say that the reasoning is probably... I think that if it's just released in one market first, it's a great test of the waters kind of situation where, I mean, if people were completely struggling, even on easy, difficult and Catherine, they're like, maybe maybe we've gone a little too far and they adjust it for the other markets. Basically what happens is in the American, in the United States version, it's uh, the normal mode. You you have access to a feature that was previously only available in easy mode on, uh, on the Japanese version, which is you can retry. Um, you can basically go back a step without penalty. Uh, obviously, the the stage, the the crux of this gameplay, by the way, is that the stage, the tower, is slowly crumbling beneath you, and so you're trying. It's a race against time. Right. And the, in the in the in the normal version, now you can press uh, select or back or whatever, uh, depending on the platform you're playing on, and it'll it, Vincent will undo one of his moves. This doesn't slow down time or anything. The tower is indeed still crumbling beneath your feet, but uh, at least you don't you're, you're not in a position where you're like, fuck, I just did something terrible, and now I have to start the whole stage over again. Right, and to be clear, uh, at each level of the stage, uh, only some blocks can be moved, and they can only be moved once. Correct. So in this easier format, um, it's a little more forgiving. Now, I think the, the blocks can be, can be moved well, they can indefinitely be, well, until it actually some blocks falls off. Can. Right, but yeah. some blocks can't. And so, some blocks can't be moved at all. Yeah. Well, yeah, but and then, then some you, have spikes. <laughs> but then as you get harder... Spike traps. As you ramp up the difficulty, um, or if you play on a higher difficulty level, if you move the block the wrong way, I, as far as I understood it, it's you're basically screwed because right yes you can you can get yourself into an unsolvable situation very easily in that in that game and who wants that that's that's like real life (laughs) as long as it lets me go through the game and snub the blonde i'm down i'm ready there you go so uh, we can't say spoilers of whether you get the blonde or the brunette at the end i mean how could they put you in any position other than you having to choose I don't know, but well, I'm, I'm a, very excited to find out how that game ends. No there spoilers. Is a, there is a moral dilemma throughout the game, and it's interesting. You know, I, I was you haven't I beaten it yet. Somebody have you? wasn't my no, girlfriend. No. Oh, okay. I, I, I assumed coming into it, knowing it was from the Persona team, that there would be much uh, deeper RPG elements, and it's um, the morality system is really interesting because it just asks you these questions like, is marriage good or is marriage great? You know, <laughs> it's a, uh, I actually really like those questions because they they actually made me think. And they're well, I don't know. I thought I don't they know. were. No, they're they're kind of confusing. Some of them are. Well, they're they're what I like is that it's unlike uh, 
Oh, man. Sorry, Arthur, I'm going to bring up a PlayStation product again. Unlike Infamous 2, which has, I think, some of the most obvious moral game? decisions. I own Infamous 2. I haven't played I, it. Um, like, as in, you know, you want to be good, you can save this orphanage. You want to be bad, kill this guitar player. Which is pretty goddamn stupid. Pretty easy to tell which is which. But in this one, like, there is a, an early question in the game. You uh, killed the guitar player. Yeah, <laughs> I actually I killed saved every guitar player. It would have been different if it was killed the drummer. Uh, the, what, what I thought was fascinating was one of the questions uh, that I... It was early in the game, so it's not really spoiling anything. But one, the, one of the questions that sort of tries your personality is, uh, in life, or do you want to be the kind of person that stands out from the crowd or fits in? And I'm like, there's really no... It's, it's like, there's no good or evil here. This is just like, you know, how do you feel about the situation? I picked one. It actually turned out to be the evil one, so apparently I am uh, evil by nature. Why? Because you want to stand out? Yes. Pay attention to me. Yes. If I do a game of moral choices, killing the bassist will be the good choice. Is the bassist worse? Is it better to kill the bassist or the drummer? I think after last week, killing the bassist is good. Last week was a bad week for bassists. Was it? Uh, the bassist from Coheed and Cambria robbed oh, a bunch of right. prescription that, drugs. From that was a, like two weeks ago. I, it might have been two weeks I ago. Like, me. have you heard of the band Coheed and Cambria? No. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Yep. It's, well, they're not, they're not from Japan or Korea. Oh, yeah. um, they don't play Korea, dance so I don't understand. No. Uh, it's, it's a fairly popular <laughs> rock band. The bassist from that band like robbed a pharmacy of a bunch of prescription oh, painkillers. Really? Yeah, for and then took a cab to the venue where they were playing a show that night. Uh, and wow. also Nick Oliveri, the former bassist oh, of Queens no. of the Stone Age, w- was in a four-hour standoff with a SWAT team. Uh, <gasps> I didn't hear about this. That involved him holding a gun to his girlfriend. Oh God! Uh, that's the, What's going that's on? why he was kicked out of Queens of the Stone Age in the first place. Is well, what I read that yeah. he beat up a woman in front of the in front of a what's his How name? How did this tangent come about? We were talking about killing the, musicians. Oh, well, he talked okay. about Infamous, and the moment you bring up a, a, a game on Unlocked that is associated with any other platform. <laughs> The entire conversation falls apart. <laughs> I think the conversation just came together. <laughs> but hey, that's, it's, it's that's important where Queen, context. That's where the Queens of Sunage went downhill was after Nick got kicked Which is, there. well, not only that, but Dave Grawl and Nick both were gone at the same time. So it's like, goodbye, awesome, like, I know. And, But Lullaby's Paralyzed was a good album. It was, it, it was good by itself following... Uh, Songs to the Deaf. It was a disappointment. Right now, Ryan's like, "Why are you guys talking about music?" No, I don't mind because honestly, this is this is what I'm feeling right now. Must be how Arthur feels when I talk about Korean pop music. No, do you feel like oh. do you feel like you stand <laughs> out right now, Ryan, or you like, that you fit in? No, right now I'm definitely just one uh, of these kids. Don't. Is doing <laughs> so the, the one thing that I thought was really interesting um, to bring it back to Catherine. Oh, we're back. That right, you good. brought up was sort of the ju- juxtaposition and. Um, <laughs> the juxtaposition. Thank uh, you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I I was really confounded by honestly by this bar crawling anime sequence. Uh, okay. And then so going, you did not. It did not fit. It, it felt. With you. I'm not saying it's bad. It just felt really jarring to then go into the nightmare and then you know the pillow and the ram horns and like what's going on mm-hmm. and um and I and this isn't a bad thing and I'm not knocking the game whatsoever and I haven't finished it but. I just, after playing it, I thought, is that all the game is? It's basically like a stair climbing game. Yeah. And um, it is, it's just it is stair, primarily stair climbing a puzzle and, game. And, and, and conversation. And maybe I felt this way because the presentation itself um, in the anime-esque sections felt so uh, high production value. Yeah, it's, so it's like rich. a hyper-produced JRPG. Yeah. I mean, or, I felt like I was watching an anime. And that's the thing. Like, when I saw footage of this game before I knew anything about it other than boobs... Is that like it looked like an RPG, like yeah. a dating sim plus Boops. RPG? So sort of like the Persona games. So I guess that they couldn't really do that again because they were already I doing mean, it with. Persona. And they don't have to. I mean, I'm not saying that it's bad. It just my my first initial sort of experience with it was we we you know we played slash watched air quote whatever it is because you're sort of watching a lot of you know what's happening. And, um, and then you're just thrown into this stair sequence where we're all like, "What is going on?" And, and then you're just right back into the anime section, and so yeah, I mean, um, I was I, so the second time that we went into a nightmare, I was because I didn't have much um, much context before playing the game, which was okay. actually kind of cool. Yeah, um, 
so I wasn't sure if the second nightmare was going to be different, like a different type of gameplay. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, that's a very good point. I never just, thought about it like that. So then my question then, when I was talking with my buddy Steve, who, who we were playing it together, was, is that all that it is? So each level is basically you're just trying to traverse this puzzle. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're going to increase the difficulty and the blocks types are going to change. Yep. And, and I understand that happens. And I haven't finished the game. so. But that sort of stood out to me as like there's – it was interesting that this game that um, – it took this approach with such awesome, you know, sort of cinematic – moments and you know this rich character development good vo interesting story and and what a weird story for a game right where you know this guy is trying to figure out if he wants to get married or not and then his buddy is going to get married and then yeah. they're, they're making fun of him i love it i think i think it's i think it's phenomenal to see a story that's not the usual cut and dry uh, you mean you know, like video game story starring like the weird space marine james vega from mass effect 3 that guy does look weird. I'm super excited for Mass Effect 3. Like, I am I, too, but that dude just... Like, I actually played Mass Effect 3, so it's not like... Yeah. Like, I understand, but that that guy looks terrible. He looks like... I haven't seen it yet. And yeah. Ashley he, looks like a whore. He looks like a mix between... Oh, I'm real upset about what they did with Ashley. Oh, I haven't seen her. But they, they, he looks like a mix between Jet Brody from Fracture and Sev from Killzone 2. That's all I'm saying. Those, that's a bad I totally pair of comparisons about to make. Jet Brody. Jet Brody. We talked about Fracture all the time like a few years ago. Either yeah. of those comparisons would be bad. Both of those comparisons in one <laughs> sentence. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. I, I, and then I the know. picture, the way that they have him posed is like shoulders all tweaked. <laughs> he either has like, you know, spinal meningitis or... They're trying to do contrapposto <laughs> and they're fucking it up. No tell one me has like any it's art terms. Ryan, Does tell, anyone tell me I'm wrong. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, and I want to hear what the hell contraplastic is. You know what that means? I'll tell you after you ask Ryan that question. I have seen the image, but I'm kind of forgetting the, what the character looked like because I just glanced at it over Christine's shoulder when she had it up on her computer. That's not true. You're just too nice. No, no, no. I'm, I, would, I would offer an opinion if I felt strongly about it. I promise. And I, I'm not knocking Mass Effect 3. I'm stoked for the game. I loved Mass Effect 2. I'm just, he just looks like a douchebag. He does look like a douche. Yeah. Uh, Contrapposto is the addition of opposing shoulders and hips in classical sculpture. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. It yeah, adds a sense good. of weight and movement. Like David is a good example. Like Michelangelo's David. He looks like he's doing a move from Thriller. <laughs> kind of. That... But it looks like it, instead of like like really old Greek and Roman sculpture where they're just standing stock still and they look dead, that there's right. a sense of movement. That makes sense. Did yeah, Michael Jackson yeah. take cues from Contrapasso? Uh, I think we all take cues from Contrapasso. I think we, do. I think we all take cues from Michael Jackson. Would, let's be could honest. you classify Thriller point. as zombie Contrapasso? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, we could. Just, zombie Contrapasso. We're just clarifying <laughs> some things. I'm sure Michael Andrew would have thought it was fabulous. <laughs> we're just working some out, some stuff out here, Ryan. So. Uh, I really, I'm glad, man. Oh wow, we can. Uh, we have been chatting. The time just gets away from me, folks, when I'm having a good time with these uh, with these fine podcasts. Or when you're drinking. Well, yeah, but I haven't been drinking. We're just anything. drinking water. It's like eleven o'clock. Not today. Morning. Well, not today. Well, let's... can we talk about you drinking your six shots? And... No, uh, we, we can, but I don't want to talk about why I was doing that okay. because that feature is not yet created. Yet. <gasps> Ryan Clements oh. came up with an excuse to drink a lot of Fernet at work, which, as editor in chief, I wholly support. Considering how much alcohol we're at all the events I've ever seen you at, I am not surprised by this. Hey, you know, I'm just here to to help and, and have a good time. Love and alcohol make the world go round. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I will say that the only reason, normally speaking, the five to six shots wouldn't have done me in, except I did them too fast uh, for this feature. But it was all for the glory <laughs> Jeez, of Jeez, look at Mr. Heavyweight um, here. I, have no, a, that, I would have had to <laughs> spread those out significantly more. <laughs> I have a, uh, a pair of games to very quickly tell the audience about. Please do. Which is to say, don't buy Dead Block. First of all, I didn't Got have it. a chance to say that when that it came out. That zombie game? Yeah, that zombie, like, room defense game is not good. Room defense. Um, and the only reason I thought of that is because it comes out on PSN, so the cancer is spreading today. Uh, and uh, Warhammer 40k Kill Team reviewed that. And, uh, I would I would like to point out that your friend and colleague, Anthony Gallegos, said that it was okay. Anthony Gallegos spent the evening on Monday on Sunday painting Warhammer miniatures. Yes. Well, I'm just saying wait, that wait, clearly. Wait, wait. So I'm just saying. You you guys were painting Warhammer. No, I was not. I have in the past. Don't don't I get me too, wrong. But to I be was fair. It's a Sunday evening. I was like not like a Friday. Fifteen in an was, empty apartment. It was you know in 1986 or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I was like 20 or 21 when I last painted Warhammer miniatures. So I'm not saying that I'm cooler. I'm just saying that Anthony likes him some Warhammer 40K. Right. If you really like Warhammer 40K, then you might look into Kill Team. Otherwise, it's not a lot of content, and it's not very fun for $10. Okay. And if you like Warhammer 40K, then you can look forward to a preview coming up from Space Marines. That should be <gasps> up by the time people Is it today? can read Are that. That was it? gross. Yeah, it's oh, up sure. today. Yes, I guess I was just I got. Did right. I say it right? Is it Space Marine or Space Marines? Space Things. Marine. There's no ocean. <laughs> He's not <Right>. space marine <laughs> biologist. Well, maybe there's more. <laughs> well, biologist. <laughs> Sorry. Do you trauma anybody? No. I like the emphasis you put on syllables. <laughs> syllables. Yes. Hey, you know, I'm I'm just here to get syllabic. Let us look Slavic? at <laughs> both. Let us look at some emails from you listeners out there. You can email us. Unlocked at IGN.com is the address. Please email. send us emails. <laughs> what was that? Email. <laughs> thank, thank you, Casey. Sorry. No, it was I like a it. farm animal saying email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like the goat that yells like a man. Both Stephanie and I can now attest to this. We have still been getting a large number of emails that that are probably more than four bajillion words long. And I just don't, I don't know if it's physically impossible for me to read your email in the hour allotted that I have for the show. How am I supposed to read your email? And it's worse when that like giant wall of text actually says nothing in particular. Yeah. So please folks, uh, make I, a small wall. Imagine, imagine this, send us an email, send an email to unlocked at IGN.com and make it a sentence or two. Hey, it's like, hey, locksmiths, do you like this game, or how do you feel about this happening to this? How about 500 characters or less? <laughs> but to be fair, Ryan, people are writing in and, like, chiming in our discussions, basically. That part, that part's true. Yeah. But I just so delete cool. all that stuff anyway. No, just <laughs> you should just get people to tweet, then. Yeah. Right. Tweet, their, uh, tweet their seven questions. paragraphs. Keep seven. it under 140 characters. It's like 40 tweets to get through their question. <laughs> Uh, so that anyway, would be let's... like reading a text message from your <laughs> idiot cousin. I will. I will start with a life. slightly longer email. But then no. gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I love you're like a living soundboard, an Sorry. organic soundboard. I'm messing you up. Sometimes. Have you seen the goat that yells like a man? I have one in my backyard. <laughs> have you Have you heard the Adam Sandler goat sketch? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Sorry. No. Your button hooked me. Your button hooked me. Yes, I have. Hey, definitely... guys, split football. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, Fuck. go. Fuck me in the goat ass. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is a question from Sharif who writes, Hey Locksmiths, a couple of weeks ago there was a question asking uh, you all what your favorite JRPG of this gen was. I was really surprised at your responses. I think Ryan's game of choice was Eternal Sonata. I would have said Eternal Sonata. Correct. I'm actually playing that game right now for the first time. After hearing that it was your favorite JRPG of this generation, I thought that it should be good. Now I'm about five hours in, and I gotta say, really? Do you really consider that game better than, say, Tales of Vesperia, for example? Is the quest to lower taxes really that epic? Now, I would like to personally address this because I am, <laughs> I am, I'm actually kind of sick of people thinking that it, something has to be epic to be interesting. It's the fever dreams of Japan as he's dying. Yeah. Fuck you. I mean, it's really, it's, it's, awesome. it's not only an awesome, like, setup, but the story is phenomenal because it feels so personal and so, like, uh, intimate. And the music you know? is great. And the, and the music is great and the characters are great. And, and if you're only five hours in, you definitely haven't gotten to the to the really cool parts yet. So I would say Valkyria Chronicles is my most disappointing JRPG, this gen. <sighs> Don't say that. That stings my heart, Arthur. I'm sorry. That's fine. You're allowed to have your crazy-ass opinion. I'll massage your heart later. You guys are nerds. (laughs) Are we? Who plays Tales of Asperia? Not me. (laughs) Well, Tales of Asperia is supposed to actually be really good, so I just have not personally played it yet. I'm just playing. I played it. Um, For like five minutes. Anyway... (laughs) Anyway, uh, Sharif goes on to say, if you could turn any game into a JRPG, what game would it be? Personally, I think that the Blaze Blue series would make for a pretty awesome JRPG. It is a cool world and some cool characters, so I could see that. Anybody? Does anybody have a have the need to change something into a JRPG? Mm. Maybe La Noire. That sounds like a pretty good, <laughs> Madden, pretty good duh. fit. Oh man, I would totally play Madden if it was there a JRPG. Has to have been a football RPG at some point. I'm sure. Not just been. an RPG, a JRPG. Oh. Get the, you know the oh, fullback with like the spiky hair and the, the midriff. <laughs> there, could be, there could be like football fields flying and spaceships. Yes, yeah, oh. that's actually one of my like biggest problems ships. with JRPGs: the midriffs. The midriffs. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's you know that, that's that's, your, that's a problem. Yeah, 
Why so I mean, I can't. It's like a, it's like a fashion faux pas. Come Wait, on. I can't for really what? for girls or for guys. For guys, I can't oh, really talk guys. shit about the idea of Madden as a JRPG because one of my favorite JRPGs of all time was the Super Mario RPG mm. on yeah. Super Nintendo. None go. of that oh, fucking Nintendo sixty four. None of that paper business bullshit. Yeah, keep that. Um, let's go to a question from Luke in the UK who writes, hello, ladies and gentlemen, what are your opinions on a new jet set radio game being produced? Jet set radio future is one of the coolest games on the original Xbox. So do you think an HD port or a new game altogether would be good? This is from Luke. What do we think guys? Would we want to see a new jet set radio? I'd like to see the HD remake of the original one from dreamcast. I'd do that. I'm sure Casey. most people would just be happy if they released a version of that that worked on Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Actually, I, it's been ages since I've played <coughs> Jet Set Radio, so that would actually be really cool. Well, to go I mean, back to. like Jet Set Radio Future is supposedly backwards compatible on 360, but if it's the Sega GT Jet Set Radio Future disc, it doesn't work. Mm. And that's the version that most people have. Okay. Although I do have a copy of the original. Look part. at you! I will buy it off of you for a hamburger. <laughs> they go for a lot on eBay. It's okay. ridiculous. How about so a like, Luther burger then? Yes, like two hamburgers. I don't want your goddamn donut burger. The, okay. in, yeah, the, you do. in the world of Dreamcast games, I mean, there's been a lot that have come over to arcade. I mean, Jet Set Radio would be amazing. That's, I mean, that's one of the standout games on Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are tons of awesome games yeah. on Dreamcast. And Space Jam. Were there really a, lot of t- a ton of awesome games on Dreamcast? Please don't get me started. We don't have enough time. This is a 360 <laughs> podcast. <right there. laughs> if you want to have a Dreamcast, if you want to have a Sega podcast, then we should talk. I'm sorry. Right. If someone had to review Sonic Adventure on Xbox Live Arcade last year, I just, my Dreamcast no, 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 but you're, you're not memories here. are dead. Uh, well, what, I'm, what I'm saying is there's a lot of great games on Dreamcast. Not all of them have been brought over to Xbox Live Arcade. That's what I'm saying. Yes. And Jet Set Radio would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, okay. Psychic Force 2012, one of the greatest fighting games of our time. Instead of anybody, instead of talking no. well, no, uh, about Power Stone, I was going to say instead of talking about remaking Jet Set, why don't we make Power Stone three? <laughs> yeah, that'd no be awesome. One bought the Power Stone on PS. Well, it was on PSP. It's so because I thank you. Like you just answered your own question for you. Because you're that smart. <laughs> All I have is a shrug. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I. They should at least try putting Power Stone on Live Arcade. They should. Let's they shouldn't just try it. They should do it. Let's go to... Email. Email. Richie writes, Hey, Unlocked Email. folks. First of all, you rock your my face off. Sorry, I screwed that up. You rocked <laughs> your my face first off. First of all, well, because Richie spelled like it wrong. Richie wrote, first of all, your Blame rock my face the- off. <laughs> no, it was Richie's fault. Thanks, Richie, for making me look like a dumbass. God damn it. Uh, how many map packs do you think bloops will have? I say, I mean black ops. Also, I just heard your latest podcast and thought I would let you know Redbox is now renting games for $2 a day. The selection isn't awesome, but it's a good alternative to Blockbuster or other video stores. How many Black Ops map packs have there been? Two three. Or three. Three. So one more, probably. Yeah. And you think that'll be it, and then we'll move on to the Modern Warfare 3? I think they'll release yeah. one more in September to try to distract from Gears of War or anything else that could possibly put a dent in Black Ops. Maybe but... Battlefield. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do that for, for October because it would distract from Modern Warfare like a month later, I think. But I could be wrong. Arthur. Uh-oh. Hi. Hi, buddy. I have a question for you. This question comes from Tony. Tony writes, uh, in regards to Crisis 2, playing it on the 360, I noticed horrible graininess to the point that I just could not play through the entire, entire game. It just took away from the experience. Have any of you experienced this, and do you know if the Crisis team is going to deploy a fix? I think he means deploy. I mean, there's post-processing in Crisis 2 on Xbox 360, and maybe that's the graininess he's thinking of. Okay, so can you explain for us? That just post-processing is a filter that goes over the image after it's been rendered to make it look a certain way. Okay, can you turn it off? No. <laughs> so then, I mean, have you? I, I didn't. When I played it, I didn't notice a horrible no, it's graininess. Pretty clean. I think it's actually because uh, Tony is using an S video cable by accident and he doesn't realize on his. 1976 black and white TV. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you want to try to play Crisis 2 without the post-processing, you can uh, try to play the PC version where you can force it off. But... Hmm. All right, yeah, I don't know what Tony's uh, concern is. I, don't, I didn't really notice graininess, but uh, good luck, Tony. Tell us how that goes. Stop playing Crisis 2 on your Nomad. <laughs> uh, this question is from David, who writes, Hey, Loxamus, what's up with Max Payne 3? Any news? Is this game still going to come out? Thanks. Some Does anybody point. know what but three? I haven't heard Max, Max Payne three. Max Payne three. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just it's Rockstar. I mean, all they do is they put out news, 
then they changed the game after the because I mean they put out that big cover story on Game Informer where Max Payne was like on the cover Ted Bundy yeah. or not yeah. Ted, or uh, and, Al Bundy yeah and everyone reacted negatively the only thing the only the thing that people reacted negatively to was the fact that he was bald <laughs> everyone was everyone was sad that Max Payne's uh, like trademark locks were gone like the the, oh, the smooth yeah. haircut but they put him back and that was just uh, that part of the game is going to be a fever dream. Kind of <laughs> no, it's not true. But um, so I, the latest that I heard about Max Payne Three was in an article in Edge. It was a few months ago. It was a cover story, and um, but yeah, it wasn't at E three. And uh, I imagine that since we haven't heard anything on GTA Five, that that could possibly be a candidate for their new spring release slot. Which yeah, they're they're, t- they're May. Like, yeah, they've they've been owning that for the past couple of years, obviously with L.A. Noir and Red Dead. So, yeah. and then GTA Four came out. Didn't did that come out yes, in March or April? It came out in April. I think. They're, Man, they're making that their new fall, and then nobody goes up against them. So, I just want to know how do you guys remember dates so well? I can't for the life of me get dates right. That's I have my a one really problem. good contextual memory. Well, you're you're just smart. I want to kiss your bald head. All right, <laughs> let's go on to uh, that's a, Arthur's bald head. I have hair. Yeah, Casey right. does have hair. Email, okay. email. For now. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought he was about to cry, but he was just coughing. Um, let's uh, go on to a question from Rusty, who email. is writing about email, who is writing about Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Uh, Rusty writes, which looks to be a better iteration of the game, uh, the PS3 or the 360 version? I noticed the developer videos are on PS3. Cheers from Rusty. Uh, playing it a couple months ago, they looked basically the same. Although it's true that you um, that actual Eidos Montreal is working on the PS3 version, right? They're probably leading on PS3 because it's easier to get comparable results when they do that. Um, there's a um, on the Xbox 360. Those there's a brown filter that you can turn the brown up or down. So and on PS3 you can't. So okay. depends uh, on how brown you want the game. I, I can't even tell if you're kidding. Sometimes <laughs> I, I mean it just it, you know what I'm talking about, Arthur, right? No, <laughs> the I, brown. I, just, I mean, there's a difference in. Vi- it's a joke. The game's really brown. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know, I know. It's, it's gold and black. It's, it's is it gold? gold? It is gold and black are there the two colors of choice? Is it like baked? I'm more concerned with the fact that I can no longer see Deus Ex Human Revolution and not read Deus Ex Human Resources. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Because they've been abbreviating it, abbreviating it as HR. Deus Ex HR. And I'm like, <laughs> Human Resources? Is that it's the amazing. Live Arcade prequel? Oh, my gosh. Um, I love calling you. Adam Jensen into a meeting uh, about his bad work behavior. I mean, that does happen at the beginning. Like, you have to like do Human yeah. Resources bullshit. You have to go yeah, through orientation. Adam, I've, you not- I've noticed you really? that you've been hacking all our security. Security robots in the office. Adam, it's really... can you explain what you porn is? <laughs> Jeez. Um, Casey, can you explain what you porn is? It was a, it was a euphemism. Um, I don't, uh, so empirically, have we decided? Is there really a difference? Oh, uh, between I'm, th- I'm glad you reminded me. Oh, like present. video output wise, the yeah. the okay. Technically, the PS3 outputs a more color correct signal, like without any like tweaking, like which is why it looks softer because it's just. It's not. It's designed to output as like generic a signal as possible for video equipment to take. And the 360 outputs a much more high contrast signal. And developers got used to compensating for the way that the 360 outputs games. So translation for what's his, what, what's his name? Uh, this that was from Rusty. Rusty. So what should we tell Rusty? PS3. Uh, I mean, wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They look you need to play it on 360 because who cares about the other platform? This is unlocked. Am I right? Wow. It looks the same. That's not a game you're going to play for the graphics, honestly. Like it, it's competent. It has a cool visual style, but it's it's more about the gameplay. It's there. much more about the gameplay. Yeah. You guys aren't any fun. Well, what did we do? Nothing. Go on. I'm, having a, I'm having a blast. You, you have to establish. We have to, to. I have to like demonstrate to people that I'm not supervised against the PS3. Okay, I'm yeah. just kidding. They just around. assume that this I. This is my very first podcast here, so I'm really. I'm actually very much enjoying myself. I hope you come I, back soon. I just like to sit near you. I know. We should trade seats. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to direct this one to Stephanie because you've been really quiet today. 
So. I just like listening to everyone talk, and I have the, and I realize, you know, I'm on a podcast, and that's like not what I'm supposed to do. But then I have this <laughs> inner monologue in my head. It's like, oh, maybe I have a thought here. So but wait, they're moving on. Crap, I can't say. Take anymore. that inner Damn. monologue and make it outer monologue. Yeah. You can, you're more than welcome to talk anytime. You can interrupt me by slapping my face. Ah. Do you have any idea it's how many fine. people do died so that you could talk on a podcast? What? Stephanie? How many what? people suffered and died and marched <laughs> for your right there to be on the podcast? There are children slaving in factories right now, so you can be on this podcast. There actually Stephanie, are. I appreciate that. Which, Thank you, uh, Which uh, summer of arcade games are you most excited about this year, and how do you think uh, this year stacks up to other years? The summer of arcade games include, let's see, Bastion, uh, Insane From Dust, From Dust um, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet, yeah, yep. right? Toys. Toy Soldier. Toy, toy, I was going to say Toy Story. Toy Soldier is right. Cold War. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then and there's, there's the extra one if you buy all of them, which is... Crimson Alliance? Yes. Yeah. Oh, is that the four-player... I think so. Like, yeah. beat-em-up type thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yum. I'm actually... Okay. I, I think we already went over this, but we're really... I'm super stoked to get Bastion today. Okay. Like, just... Just reading Greg's review and then hearing Arthur talk about it and looking at looking at it on my dashboard, it looks very appealing to me. I love it. I love like seeing the little pictures on your dashboard and you're like, ooh, I want to spend my points on those. I was That's how to get I sound it. apparently when I'm talking to myself. In my I was apartment. trying to get it right before this podcast, but then you interrupted and I had to leave. Well, way to make me feel guilty. <laughs> but, Thanks um, for sharing. From Dust also looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that game is, is cool. But Bastion's probably up there on my list. How about you gentlemen? I would say insanely. Uh, what's it called? Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. That game I don't I, know I the name say, of. I didn't want to say it wrong. Game. Yeah, that, that, that game does look really cool. The they released a trailer not too long ago. It was a long trailer. It was about uh, six or seven minutes, um, which is long in the world of trailers. And I was immediately hooked. I just think it looks amazing. It sort of reminds me of a game series on that other platform, actually, strangely enough. That doesn't which exist. one? Pixel Junk. Mm. It, looks, it kind of reminds me of Pixel no, Junk. No, she was shooter. asking which, which platform. Oh. We don't know, though, because there are <laughs> another. Only Xbox. Um, Only 360. I'm actually looking forward to Toy Soldiers Cold War, because I played that at E3, and it was hilarious. And it fixed every problem I had with the last one. And, like, the major issues of tower defense games in the first place, which is that you can replay a wave. Ooh. Yeah. So, they're, like, the, the problem with, tr- with so tower it's defense for, is, it's like... for babies now, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, it's for Great. people who have fucking lives, uh-huh. like, and don't, can't spend a lot of time playing the same level over and over again, trying to get that tank wave just right. So, like, the problem with tower defense games is it's trial by death. Like, <laughs> well, me, you only know You only know you're going to, you only know you're doing something wrong by failing the level and starting over from scratch. But that's just called gaming. No, that's called frustrating. Well, sometimes it's called bad level design. But... Yeah. I can't even remember what was on last year's lineup for Summer of Arcade. There was Limbo, Hydro, uh, Hydro Thunder, Hurricane. Which was not good. Yeah. Uh, and hydrophobia? Was that part of the Summer uh, of Arcade? When... When was Shadow Complex? Was that it? was 2009. Yeah. Oh, God. So, I, I like no. this year better than last year. <laughs> Don't say that. Yeah, this yeah. year is uh, looking pretty good. Although Damon, I think, mentioned to me that Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet is pretty short, which uh, which could be a good thing, I guess. But if he you really like liked the game, though, short right? Games. Yeah, this is what I want, Insanely Twisted it. Shadow Complex. Ah, okay. Can we make a phone call? Uh, Fall 2011. Yeah, I can, I can make one right now with this uh, device here. Hold on a second. There is a phone on the desk. <laughs> Hi, chair. Yeah, we were talking. Hello? They hung up. They put me on hold. Oh, I, I actually, I don't know. I don't I hope I didn't call someone. Hold on. <laughs> Did you really call someone? It's Chris Carl. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, giving away free shit. We're giving away copies of Superman 7. Okay, I think I fixed it, so we're probably fine. <laughs> It's still, it's still flat. This, so this like little podcast phone is flashing so many lights in me. I don't know what's happening. I'm all, um, yeah. Anyway, so this year seems better than mm-hmm. last year to me. I agree. It seems pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, la- hey, Casey. Hey, Ryan. Hi. Let's uh, ask you a question from Will, who writes, "I'm Will, and I am 12 years old. As all 12 year old boys do, I want to play GTA 4, but I'm not allowed. Are there any games like it, preferably less violent?" They can be M-rated. <laughs> what? Which I think is a great... <laughs> play GTA 4. Saints Row 2 definitely is a lot like GTA uh, 4. A sandbox game where... Well, I guess it would depend on what he likes to do. If he wants to like beat up hookers and run over pedestrians, then I would stick with GTA 4. But if he's 12 and he can't play an M-rated game... What's just that? Cause 2? Yeah, Just Cause 2. But that's... 
It's not. It's way it's not less M- violent. I, know, but it's I mean, you're just M-rated, you're, I mean, only, a, you're killing Hispanic people, so totally fine. You're right about that. <laughs> they're but evil. And they're, Arthur. Yeah, they're. Well, yeah, I said they're Hispanic. People. They're rebels too. So it's a joke. Yeah, they're. I'm actually making fun of the game that it's somehow okay that he's killing a bunch of people who aren't white. That's right. Just like in Resident Evil, it's cool. They're why? Why mostly, is that a problem? I mean. Why is it not a problem that it's a game? Why is it that's... a problem that a race is represented? And it, so it would be okay if he was killing white people, but if their race is different, it's not okay. I think that there are bigger issues at play when you involve minorities that are typically poorly represented or stereotyped in a video mm-hmm. game than white people. White people have had it good for quite a while. Yeah, but I don't know. So. I just I think that that's a that's a that's a, that's a very complex discussion that we could probably talk about at length. And nobody but. can see this right now because this is obviously all audio. But Ryan just pulled out a baseball bat with nails in it, <laughs> and and I pulled out my dildo cannon. <laughs> Whoa! All I'm saying is is that uh, there is definitely problematic issues uh, in games and in game design. But I would say that just like if you are if your enemy is someone that is not white, I don't think that automatically makes it bad. No, it doesn't automatically make right. it bad. I, it was just a joke. Kind of social commentary. But Arthur was being yeah. Arthur. But here's here's the real issue. All right, Ryan. What are you ready for me to lay it down? Yeah, I want to hear the real issue. We're here to help Will, and twelve year old Will here is looking for Uh, a sandbox game that would deliver as much. You know, I could tell you. I really like a game that would piss your parents off less. That is arguably more violent and more controversial. If you think about it, is Red Faction Guerrilla, which is an awesome open world game with like a ton of destruction. Yeah, actually, that's a really good... Uh, totally good ignoring the now. fact that you're a terrorist that can put roadside bombs on the ground. <laughs> yeah, but again, you're defeating the Right, and guys. you're on Mars, and they're dudes whose faces you can't see, so your parents aren't going to say shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they're like... It's not know, bloody. So I don't think any of the, the game options that we're giving him are going to fly with it. How about this? How no, about, how Red about Faction like, Gorilla totally will. That, that would think work. So? Yeah, how about that's EDF? like a team game, right? Earth Defense Force. That's not so much open world. Yeah, but you get to sort of run around and destroy a bunch of stuff, and it's like... And, and it's a bunch and of ants. Yeah, and that's true. And that is I supposed to be fun. really fun co-op. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I speaking really done a lot of open world games that are tea. Speaking of just cause two, it's because it's not fun to just walk around and be like, "Hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> hey, let's go into the post office and mail some stuff." That's actually one of my favorite things to do. I, yeah, but that's called Second Life. I actually true. really like when games give you like nonviolent interaction interactions. Oh, so he should play Shenmue. I was just gonna say, God damn you. <laughs> Coming back to Dreamcast. Uh, I should really like that game. I'm looking forward, hopefully, crossing my fingers for Shenmue 3. You're going to be crossing your like fingers totally for a long time. Yeah. Never gonna <laughs> and You're going to have arthritis I mean, like, in those be? fingers we before Shenmue talk- 3 comes out. <laughs> I was on a podcast uh, not too long ago on Destructoid, uh-huh. and we were talking about making Shenmue 3, like what it would be, and it boiled down to being... It'd be awful. It boiled down to being like a drawer simulator, like opening and closing drawers <laughs> and looking for items, and then trying to get things out of like a soda pop machine and throwing the cans. You don't actually use the directional pad or the or the analog oh, sticks it's just it's a series a of quick time no, it's sequences it's all that yeah, that, well, yeah. yeah. it's and a connect game yeah, and you can totally. make it music based yeah and there'd be a song it's like where's use my a guitar dad hero controller. where's my dad i gotta find my dad that's <laughs> <laughs> awesome i would play that's casey's musicianal background <laughs> coming out yes musicianal i said it uh speaking of just cause two uh email peter wants to know this is not peter eichmann's by the way this is just peter I was thinking, what would you want from Just Cause 3? I would want co-op. Just Cause 3, not confirmed, of course. We're just saying, if there was a Just Cause 3, what would we want? Arthur would want better shooting mechanics. I would, actually. I'd like a game that was fun to play. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. I was trying to be a bad bad Arthur impression. Let's talk about the continuum of Just Cause for a second. Because Just Cause 1 was very moderately possibly fun but Just Cause 2 they really improved a lot of stuff it was just like I th- the thing that people latched on with Just Cause 2 was just like doing crazy shit with the grappling hook well not just that but then blowing everything up like what was the thing like uh, was it, Ka- it caused as much chaos as yes. possible and I mean that was fun and like you know you're sort of getting your mercenaries fixed because uh, mercenaries 3 got canned um, but w- uh, would co-op be fun in Just Cause I mean uh, it would be like crackdown I, mean, I guess I everything mean. is more fun with someone else there like Crackdown 2 wasn't right well but Crackdown had co-op already so You're right, it's it not did. like so You're it's right. not like that was like a particularly like revolutionary thing I think it would be more fun I think they need to add in more pop culture references 
that actually did something. Like, I was really pissed when I flew all the way to that island to find the hatch, and then I was stuck there. I was like, oh. This is <laughs> like lost. Guess I got to swim all the way back. No, I guess that's why they make save files. But um, I don't know. Just Cause 2 was sort of fun. I really, did, I really enjoy it. I, I tried to play Just Cause 2. I wasn't really digging it. Like, Dude, there was, uh, we had a couple nights, and we played that, uh, me and some friends, where there was some hoots and hollering going on. The yeah. grappling um, hook was hilarious. Right, I'm, and I totally give them that. I just... I feel like the fundamental mechanics of that game weren't very good. Like, the driving wasn't very good. Moving around wasn't very good. I'm just picturing, like, uh, an ad campaign where they're, like, people that work on the fundamentals. And it's, like, <laughs> the, the fun is all colored. And they're, like, trying to figure out the fun. No? Come on. That's hilarious. You guys suck. Okay, Troy McClure. Email. Uh, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Saints Row 3, though. Oh, my God. That game's going to be so good. Because that game looks bananas, and it's from the dudes who did... Like Red Faction had the best shooting in an open world game I've ever played. So, oh and yeah, that's, that's a that's a Volition game, isn't yep. it? God, I am excited about that game more by the day, by the day, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's a question from Wildcat. This looks really good. Here's our last question of the day from Wildcat. Wildcat yeah. writes, "Do you like cheese? Yeah, sure. In mm. moderate amounts. Yeah. What? Mo- no, I love cheese on no. everything. Okay." You like cheese in enormous amounts, but you'll only eat cheese in moderate amounts. Sure. <laughs> Stephanie can't be trusted. <laughs> I love so, cheese. I'll eat it in enormous amounts on pizza. Oh, yes. Yeah. Pizza is a gift. And then in moderate amounts. amounts on like a burger. God Just damn, one slice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's why I want to wrap it up because my stomach is growling right now. Um, so, folks, uh, the meta achievement uh, has been very successful recently. This is a game, obviously, that we've been playing where you send in uh, pictures of various things that we tell you to do and you get fake achievement points for it. And that's all for good fun. Uh, people, As opposed to real achievement points exactly. that mean something. That's true. Thank you, Arthur. But there's no real way. It's all on the honor system. There's no real way to track it. But Lawrence, Peter, two Jeremys, Danny, Mark, Josh, Joshua, Jason, Matt, and Brian all submitted meta achievements uh, in the past week. Congrats to all you guys. You got your achievement points. I forgot how much you guys earned. I'm sure you all kept track because you guys it's went out of your way to, so to submit it. 120 so So, Casey, what I want you to do as uh, your inaugural first episode of Podcast Unlocked, you need to think of some sort of real-world task. Mm. Recently, we've had them uh, make a particular type of drink and take a picture with it. We've had them post a picture of themselves with their 360. Give them a task to do so that they can email it in, and then they get um, fake points out of it, which you are allowed to tell them how many points, within reason, they earn. Thanks for putting me on the spot. Do you want to do, 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 do shit. on it for a second? Look at me. I have other housekeeping notes I can go through. Yeah, go through it. All right. You can send us questions, topics, and more to unlocked at IGN.com. Remember, please keep them short. You can also follow all of us on this place called Twitter. It's a great little uh, social networking space. You may have heard of it. I can be reached at Pwam Cider. That's P-W-A-M Cider. Uh, Stephanie can be reached at Super Lee 7, L-E-E, and then the number 7. Super easy. And then Arthur is... A-E-G-I-E-S. Yes, I got it. I didn't have it written here. I looked down and all I saw was Peter's Twitter name. I freaked out. (laughs) Um, assholes. And uh, Lynch. Tacular. Like spectacular. Yes, Casey can be followed at Lynch. It's just how it sounds, right? Lynch tacular. And Lynch is L-Y-N-C-H, right? Like when you hang someone. Jeez. Perfect. You can also follow. You can find me at uh, Google+. I've been trying to really? lock that service. Really? Yeah. You yeah. to take that shit here? Shameless wow. plug for yourself. Where's the rest of the love? There's a oh, contest. Yeah, that, Ste- that Stephanie is, uh, that Stephanie is on Google+. Wait, Plus I'm on also. Google+, Plus too. Oh, and I think Casey we all are. On... Not that we actually visit it, but... No, actually, I really <laughs> I like Google+. I don't visit any Plus. social networking site. I, I really like Google+. Plus. And yes, Arthur, I'm going to bring it up as much as I goddamn well want. You <laughs> <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> There's a contest at IGN to see who can get the most Google+, Plus followers. Yeah, and I'm going to rock that contest because if someone challenges me, I will fucking do it. So there you wow. go. A, t- a pro tip to people who want to find me on Google Plus if they put Stephanie Lee as well as either IGN oh, or watermelons oh, okay. in the search string they watermelons. will find me yes watermelons. if you read my profile you will see why I yeah. want to and also just to let y'all folks know twi- um, on Twitter you can also follow IGN at IGN we're also on Facebook's and all those other cool spaces please come on there and hang out with us because honestly I've been having a really awesome time um once in a while, I'll do a Google Plus Hangout, which is basically just a multi-viewer uh, chat with webcam support. And I've been talking with IGN folks, and it's been a blast. I really enjoy it. 
And uh, I think now we can go back to Casey with a meta achievement. Sure. Can I give two? Yeah. Okay. So the first one, I think it's always good uh, practice to have like a pizza game night. So I think uh, an achievement to unlock would be to have and order a taken pizza. Okay. Or, you know, uh, delivery. Okay. So take a picture with you and your 360 and a pizza. Got it. Second one, and I think which is far more important, is because we all play 360 and it is the superior platform of choice, would be to take a picture of your 360 running with you getting ready to play a game next to a very dusty PS3. Got it's it. not being used. Okay, got it. So, so like, like sweep your house and dump it all on top yeah, of you. Yeah. And how many points don't do they do get that. for each of these achievements? Well, I, I don't know the going rate here. Uh, so. so far, they've ranged from between 10 to 50 points, depending on the The second complexity. one sounds like a 50-pointer. I would say, yeah. So, I would say, so dusty PS3 is 50 points. Correct. And what, what, is, what, is pizza, what does Gaming Pizza Party pizza? get you? I would say like... 20? Because you have to pay for the pizza. 25, then, for 25. sure. 25 and 50. Perfect. Yep. You guys have the tasks. I'm actually going to start writing out these meta achievements in the description of the podcast in case you guys need a reference. Uh, thank you to whoever suggested that to me on email. Sorry, I forgot who you are. Email. Email. Are done. Uh, I think that is pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Casey. Thanks for having Very me. Very special oh, guest, editor-in-chief of IGN.com. Um, and uh, make sure that you join us next week, Wednesday, when we will teach you where to find the best caviar and vodka that money can buy. And Stephanie has something to say. I just wanted to, once again, promote the Facebook page where oh, yes. all the locksmiths can gather. And it's actually a pretty active page, and you can all trade uh, meat sauce recipes. and <laughs> Meat sauce recipes? <laughs> talk about, I talk like about it. The, is the that innuendo? <laughs> if it, no, if it is, I all, want it to be. Because remember, there was one episode where Ryan Clements promised to teach us a uh-huh. uh, killer recipe for I don't think sauce. I was here uh-huh. that day. Yeah. No, well, you weren't. You weren't here for a lot of days, Dad. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I don't like you very much. <laughs> oh, well, you can get the fuck out of this podcast room then. <laughs> I'm go eat. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to go get food, too. Let's go get a Thank nice you, everybody. sandwich. Thank you for joining us. Casey, could you actually move your mic just a little bit closer to your beautiful mouth? Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is that is that okay? Yeah, that was that was perfect. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.